Ludmi Duein-Stiegler, Business and Life Coach. As we look back at a rather challenging year, we are exploring the silver lining in the form of true innovation. With everything changing and people undergoing new experiences, this novel environment can become the foundation for innovation, if we let it. Yet, we cannot help but notice, still, a lack of diversity on various levels, a financial gap and unequal opportunities. How much talent are we wasting because of restricted access to education? How can innovation and growth happen when we condition this access to education mostly for financial reasons? Listen and reflect with us at the possibilities of a new system that can foster true innovation. We have uh, the private school system here and it's just a good example of what you were saying in my opinion. It pains me to see that to have access to a really good school with really good trained teachers and a lot of amenities and a school that open, opens doors, here you have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars. And only one child in a blue moon would, let's say, get a, a scholarship. And only if that child is really gifted. But for an average, let's say, a little more than average IQ, if you still don't have the financial, that financial backup, your future can look very different because of this, I call it financial segregation. I don't know if I'm being correct. That's how I, it comes to my mind. And it just, it just pains me to see that. It so happens I have a big private school nearby and I see a lot of police cars. Right now they're closed, but when they were open, and mind you, I don't see those police cars around a public school. So obviously they are paying to get that attention. And it's just the different amenities. They're always building, they're always renovating. You can see the amount of money that goes. And for me, that, that is the, when it comes to education, it should just be the same for everyone. If you wanna really speak about free market, free world, fair chances, then this system cannot possibly be work, be the right way, in my opinion. I, I could not agree more. It scares me to realize that if I would have been born, I don't know, 2000, let's say, and not 1965, I would not have had the possibilities that I had then. You know, I grew up in a family of refugees. If I would now grow up in a family of refugees, I would not be, I, I just would not be able to educate myself as I was then. And this, this for me is just so so scary and, and so touching and so painful to see and to realize. It's like when I grew up, I had all the possibilities and I got a stipend to, to go to Texas A&M to do my MBA and, and even to, to study in, in Japan with Texas A&M. So the person I am today was supported by the fact that we were, like in Austria, we were living in a really good structure where 
the, the, the structure were built that everybody could get a good education. Like I could go to, to university in Austria and I didn't have to pay any tuition then. University was free like for everybody. And there, there were no entrance tests. I could just decide, oh, this is what I wanted to study. And I just started studying. And then with this neo-capitalism rooting more in our thinking, in our, in, 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 in our political system, you know, they, they introduced tuition and the cost cutting and universities needed to um, take more care of their own money. So, so they, they were partly privatized. And, and now I'm like, my life would just be so totally different. We would not be able to have this podcast. And, and I'm like, how much talent are we wasting because of this? Because of restricting the access to education. We are wasting so much talent and life and innovation and new thinking because we are building a system that, let's say, I don't know, at least a third of, of the talent will never, never, ever be able to actually realize their potential. And, and for me, this is so... It's so crazy, and I cannot, I cannot relate to this. I mean, I've, I've studied with business administration. I, I know what costs are. And yet, for, for me, the cost of this lost talent is just way higher than what, what we now think we save in money. And, and I, don't, I just don't get it. I really don't get it. So we're, we're here kind of talking about true innovation on different levels. And what I'm hearing from you is that things have actually gotten worse in the last 20, 30 years. <laughs> At yeah. least on this aspect, we cannot generalize. I, I see how when it comes to tuition, we're just talking thousands and thousands of dollars that maybe a, even a middle-class family doesn't, doesn't have to, to, to pay. And maybe not every child is like super, super smart to des deserve a full scholarship, but they should still get that chance, regardless of, maybe they develop later in life. Look at Einstein's story. He, he only realized his passion much later in life. I couldn't agree more. I mean, my, my grades were average. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so. that's because that's because we don't care about the system. That's why. Not because yeah. there wasn't any, any learning happening. That's how I interpret it. Maybe I'm just trying to excuse ourselves. <laughs> well, I think it is... Um, it is the assumption, and now I'm tying this back to, to beliefs and values. And, and for me, it's the assumption, let's say, a value that we say, okay, we measure intelligence and talent. We measure it through grades and through taking tests, multiple choice tests, as we 
no, this is not how you measure talent or how you measure the potential for innovation. What you measure there is the ability to conform to a system and to learn how a system works. I mean, people can study for the GMAT and people can study for the SAT. They can train themselves so that eventually they can, you know, pass uh, or, or make uh, reasonable points on the GMAT and the SAT. And so this is something that you can train, but it's, it doesn't say anything about your potential for innovation, your talent to really contribute to the essence of life. It's almost and like saying when you have a dog and you teach him to roll over his back, but you can never foresee how he can save a person's life just by his own capacity and instinct. That is a good example. And I, I have a dog and I refuse to train her in this way. I rather established a good communication with her. And of course, there are certain rules that we both have, have to observe. And it's good to establish those rules because it just makes for a nicer um, living together. But I don't need her to do tricks. I need her to understand the situation. And I need her to, to follow my lead in, in, in those situations. For me, this would be the approach that we should take towards people. You know, not train them in certain behaviors, but raise them to understand the situation, to reflect, to maintain and to foster their curiosity. That, for me, are values. Thank you for listening to Madhu's podcast, and we hope that our explorations have prompted you to share from our own excitement at the possibility of growth and of a better world especially as we understand how creating equal chances to educate everyone can really bring forth amazing talent and can generate fresh ideas that will benefit all of us. I welcome you to share your insights and email Madhu at madhu at einsiedler.at and I encourage you to engage on her social media on Facebook and LinkedIn. Embrace your own talent, support other people's talent and become a part of a truly innovative world. Also, don't forget to join us on our following episode.